0: Hello, and welcome to the Meet the PhDs podcast. I'm your host, Vicky Loras, and I'm a PhD researcher at the University of Zurich in Switzerland. In this show, I speak to people who are either doing PhD research, have already finished their PhD research, or are thinking of pursuing one. So welcome everybody to another Meet the PhDs. I have a very special person today. Uh, her name is Despina Kyrgioski. Despina is a person who's very, very important and very close to our hearts because when we had the language school in Greece with my sisters, Despina was one of our students. And we've known you since you were seven. <laughs>
1: That was so many years ago, I cannot believe that!
0: my god, (laughs) and now it's so amazing that both Vespina and I, at different ages, are doing PhDs. It's amazing, it's so moving, I'm amazed at what you're doing, that you're a scientist now, you're doing your PhD in (laughs) Germany. We were very honored to be your teachers and to have you and Caliroi, your sister, too at our school and welcome Vespina. Tell you what she's doing. She's doing something really cool. So you're gonna help uh to Vespina with what you're doing. And I'm happy that I watched the Big Bang Theory that I know how to pronounce (laughs) nice. Okay. Oh my friend Turgut from Turkey, welcome everybody. So Vespina Kiryazi is a biologist. We have a different field today interested in cytoskeleton dynamics and cell division she graduated from the Department of biological sciences and technology in Ioannina Greece which is where i also come from as top of her class she's not a random person she's great <laughs> her master's thesis was about mammalian oocyte meiosis and it was carried out in college de france in paris in Paris currently <laughs> working at Hanover Medical School group of cellular biophysics on her PhD in Germany her PhD is about unraveling the role of the actin cytoskeleton in mammalian oocyte my god bravo in a very good <laughs> can you sigh calm a little bit your yeah. mm-hmm. So um,
1: I'm actually interested in the cytoskeleton. So the cytoskeleton is what keeps the cell standing, what keeps the cells as it is, is like the skeleton of our body, but in a cellular level. Um, And it typically consists of three proteins and the most common one and the one I'm interested in is called actin. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically my group focuses more on of let's say the helpers of actin which are called myosins and we have several types of myosins as we do for actin as well and we're trying to figure out what is going on between the two uh, during the cell division uh so my project specifically is in meiosis which is a special type of cell division that produces our uh gametes the cells that um are the cells of the reproductive system basically mm-hmm. and we're tra- we're trying to understand how actin uh, works in this process and how it forms where it's located and what it does mm-hmm. to be able to, at the end like the the long-term goal is to be able to identify uh, if actin is Important or is involved at all at um, the misalignment of chromosomes, which means that the final gamut and the final cell that would get um, fertilized by the sperm in the end uh, will have the correct number of chromosomes. Uh, because if it doesn't, then this might lead to um, various uh, types of diseases, like, for example, miscarriages are mostly common and caused by chromosome misalignment mm-hmm. and also like the down syndrome is the most known syndrome that is caused by that and okay. many many other cases
0: beautiful oh I understood
1: all of that and yeah I, I'm not very good at explaining and no, breaking down with science because there is a lot of terminology and sometimes yeah it's really hard to know what people that don't study biology do
0: (laughs) fantastic like i i'm sure all all of us understood what you're talking about which is a sign that you're a very good scientist if you can explain it so simply that a linguist could understand or (laughs) can you tell us why you decided to do a phd and why in the specific university in germany
1: so um... I decided to do a PhD because uh, I always wanted to be very active in research, I wanted to be in academia. I actually believe that I'm not able to do any other job than what I'm doing right now, because I like being involved, I like doing experiments, I like trying things, I like learning things, Uh, so in order to stay in academia and be actually able to like pursue a career there PhD it's kind of the one way to go uh, mm-hmm. you can, you can of course be in industry but yeah even even with a PhD usually not in Greece but in any other European countries the salaries would be higher after if you have a PhD but I don't want to be involved in industry yet because I know a lot of people who when they started their PhD Mm -hmm. They wanted to stay in research and in academia, but then in the end they decided that it's not suitable for them. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I want to be very active. I want, uh, hopefully, at one point to have my own research group, so be a group leader and be able to teach. Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah. Oh, great. That was actually one of my questions. So you already answered it. If you to be in academia or industry oh that's wonderful yeah i still i
1: want to stay in academia i don't think that so i'm a type of person that would be more comfortable let's say with having a job that would fulfill me and i would feel good doing it and Mm -hmm. have of course, lower salary than I would in industry mm-hmm. uh, than just having a job that would be a 9 to 5, and just the same thing every day. And yeah, I don't know. I, I'm more motivated to work when I actually like what I'm doing. So this is why I got into biology at the first place, because as a person, I'm very curious. Specifically, I'm very curious for biology and for cell biology so yeah
0: well that's very interesting because i know a lot of people in your field here in switzerland who i would say 90 percent say yeah i'm going into industry it's very interesting that you want to stay in academia it really depends on what you want to do and it really depends on what your goals
1: are and what your uh what you want to have in from your life because ba- staying in academia requires a lot of uh, sacrifices, okay. uh, especially research and PhD, means long hours at the lab. Yeah, you have no specific timeline at which you work. Yeah, you can go at seven in the morning one day, 11 in the morning the next day, and stay until five the one day and live at 10 in the next day it's really it really depends on the experiment you're doing and what you want to get it on one day so yeah.
0: it's amazing bravo that has been a very good and specifically hanover in germany was there a reason so oh
1: i would ideally i would like to stay where i was in france but uh, because uh, of the main reason that i speak French better than I do German. And Mm -hmm. at that time I understood French better than I did German as well. And I really liked my lab where I did my master's. But the problem with the PhDs in France is that they're very, very limited. So one Mm -hmm. lab gets to have one PhD student every two years Mm -hmm. now with like the new law. You have to pass through like a competition. It's called, Mm -hmm. yeah and it's um basically you do a presentation for what you did in your masters and what you're expecting to do in your phd and -hmm. then they grade you based on this presentation and they also grade your master thesis and you collect points and in the end the one who gets the most points goes in the lab that they chose etc etc whereas (laughs) in germany it's like in Greece for example that you just apply to the lab and if the lab has the funding and it has the position mm-hmm. they can hire you and you can stay there depending on your funding for three up to six I don't know how many years mm-hmm. so it's more free I would say for a PhD and of course one lab in Germany can have more than one PhD students
0: fantastic i didn't know that about france that's
1: yeah unfortunately france with the phds i don't know what is happening in the other fields but in biology and in cell biology that i wanted to do it's very very limited and also i i was also kind of limited because of my own mindset because i wanted to work with meiosis and to study meiosis uh there are not a lot of labs that do that in europe so there's the lab i was in in france there are two labs in germany and there there is one in the uk i also tried looking for PhDs in the uk but uh most of what i found was self-funded oh okay also because of brexit i didn't want to go to the uk i would have to do a lot more stuff
0: things are a bit more complicated in the uk unfortunately i hear from other people too oh wow very interesting that's very restricting though in france only one page for two years okay we know that you're great in languages (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so we know that you're great in many things but why biology what what drew you to biology i don't
1: know i i like trying new things i like experimenting Mm -hmm. i find the the concept of once you actually study biology and biochemistry specifically Mm -hmm. you realize that the things in a molecular level are so complicated and when you actually like get the idea in your brain that this stuff is not done by anyone it's done by nature i think it's mesmerizing like just looking even by looking at a textbook and seeing for example i don't know the krebs cycle which is very famous and everyone knows about the krebs cycle it's a series of chemical reactions that get done for a specific reason and if you actually go deeper and study how it's regulated and how not only the Krebs cycle but all, all the pathways in our cells and what we call metabolism are coordinated together, it's, it's so interesting to see how it's done by itself no one no one programmed it no one told it what to do it's just doing it by itself and it works perfectly in perfect harmony and i think that's that's the magic about biology that cells that are actually what makes us there we are consisted of cells so they work in a specific way and they are so well coordinated by themselves that you just yeah they they do everything by themselves they divide the proliferate they eat by themselves and then they go together to build a tissue for example and this builds the body and i just think that it's amazing how this works and gaining fundamental understanding on how this is uh, coordinated is just very basic to treat to be able to treat any types of diseases or problems that may occur. So if you don't, what I, I always say, and I always say to people who study medicine, for example, you have to know basic biology to do medicine. Because you cannot you can say to a person, okay, take this drug to do this. But if you don't know where this drug works and how this drug like interferes with specific pathways, uh biochemical pathways, then it's just telling someone, okay, do this for no reason. Mm -hmm. But you have to know the reason and you have to understand the reason. And understanding the reason is what got us here and what kind of um, led for, uh, since now, uh, all of advances in medicine and will also um lead to more and more in the future so Mm -hmm. i think that yeah i'm just for me it's just curiosity it's just seeing that a cell does all this by themselves okay but how 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 does it do it it's
0: amazing i love seeing your enthusiasm yeah
1: (laughs) i'm very i'm very enthusiastic about biology (laughs) all of all of my people and uh, all of my friends tell me that Every time I talk biology, is like...
0: I'm so happy for you that you, you're so enthusiastic about yeah. Bravo! I was going to ask you what you enjoy the most about doing a PhD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I enjoy the
1: most about mm-hmm. doing
0: a uh,
1: It's, I would say the feeling that I get things done by myself mm-hmm. and that, because doing a phd in biology actually means first, first of all reading understanding what your topic is about and then mm-hmm. trying to think of ways of, of experiments to approach your research question and then actually performing these experiments mm-hmm. and then it's one thing if it's, these experiments work or not <laughs> because this is like uh in biology is always 50-50 you do something and it might work it might not work mm-hmm. and um, after these experiments, if they work and when they work, you mm-hmm. get a result and then you have to interpret this result and you mm-hmm. have to put it let's say into contexts to mm-hmm. to see if it answers your research question or if it raises even other questions so I kind of like this process of uh handing down what might uh happen mm-hmm. and I like the feeling of when, for example, for me, when I get an experiment done and I see results and I see that what I did and the, the hours I spent doing it actually might mean something. Mm-hmm. It, this feeling of accomplishment that I I enjoy the most,
0: I would say. Amazing. Bravo, Despina! I'm so proud of you. Um, if you want to tell us okay you told us what you enjoy you're very enthusiastic what do you find the most challenging about
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have a list for that what? oh i don't know the most challenging is um yeah along with a sense of accomplishment i would say that your phd mm-hmm. will teach you how to fail a lot So for me, this is one of the main points that uh, doing a PhD would actually uh, serve you well because Mm -hmm. you learn how to fail. And especially in biology, you do one experiment 10 times, it might work just once. Mm -hmm. And you really learn how to fail and you really really learn to understand what costs you failing so mm-hmm. you have to really think what you did wrong and you what you can improve to turn that thing that it's not working into a thing that is actually working
0: mm-hmm. oh fantastic yeah. That's the motto also like you learn how to fail <laughs> yeah it's i would say
1: I know a lot of PhD students, especially the PhD students that are in my institute. We always discuss that and we say that uh, we do Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff every day. We're running out of the lab for 10, 11 hours a day. We're doing stuff constantly. And at the end of the week, you might look back and realize that you actually did nothing that valued. You were just trying stuff. You were doing stuff. You were... Uh, like experimenting with new things to just mm-hmm. realize that ma- something might not work, but mm-hmm. something not working yeah. is also results is a way of getting you closer to your goal at the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. yeah, we always say that we do a lot of stuff, but we get nothing done in the end. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the feeling that I had for, a long time since i started my phd that i'm constantly doing 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 stuff and i wake up in the morning i go to the lab i stay there for 10 hours i come back i'm wrecked i just want to sleep i do nothing else and then it's been a month and suddenly i've done nothing <laughs> but you actually get something done you just feel that you did nothing
0: yeah wow um if i can ask you are you doing um, a PhD by thesis or a cumulative one with articles? So, I don't know yet. The
1: goal is to do a cumulative one. So, in biology, in, in Germany, in the uh, MHA that I am, the Hanover Medical School, the rule is that you do a cumulative PhD, publish two papers, at least two papers, I mm-hmm. think, one you have to be first author and the other one you just have to be in the paper yeah so you can then write a a cumulative phd which means that you will show your papers that you've published you will write an introduction in your topic so the introduction is you cannot get away without it (laughs) it's it's mandatory to write it either if you do a whole thesis or if you do like the cumulative, and then you will write also a discussion. And yeah, that's it. I oh. would say. But, I'm also a
0: cumulative.
1: Yeah, I think I will do a cumulative. I, hopefully. I will try to.
0: Why should anyone do a PhD? There are a lot of people out there. I have students, current students who are in the chat right now. Um, former students, your friends who want to do a PhD. Why does... Why should someone do a PhD? What do you think? If you're thinking about it. Yeah, the number one reason is I would say again,
1: it teaches you how to fail. It's mm-hmm. it's a hard way to go to, yeah. to understand and that you're going to fail inevitably in your life, mm-hmm. but it's one of the main reasons that I would encourage someone to deal with things not working and things not going how it's planned Mm -hmm. but i would also say that doing a phd gives you a chance to be able to like read understand things and then try to figure out what you can do with these things to better um improve your research improve mm-hmm. your thought, and it gives you what we say and what we use like all the time in for example when we write a- essays in greece we always say it gives you the the concept of critical thinking and it's exactly mm-hmm. that you just read things and you not only understand them you not only comprehend them you just mm-hmm are able and you get able by doing the PhD to fit them into uh, a whole story and be able to understand how they would help you answer specific questions. Mm-hmm. And yes, I, I see the comment now and it's it's a life lesson. The PhD, a PhD mm-hmm. is a life lesson. And in many cases, not only like scientifically it's also m- in your mentality, a life lesson, <laughs> because you go through, I would say a roller coaster of your emo- emotions during your PhD. Absolutely. So For me, I have a mental breakdown every week <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to give up now. I want to quit. <laughs> but, no, it's not in the end. You just think about it and the reasons of doing it. And yeah, are more important than the reasons that makes you want to quit.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, to close this live session, what would you uh, have some advice to give people or anything you'd like to say to close this amazing session we've had together? So I would say that the most important thing for
1: me and for everyone else and what I always say to my friends is that you should make your hobby a open you should really do what you like doing because we may not realize it especially when we're challenged to choose a job at 18 basically in Greece you choose to do the job at 18 and you choose a, a specific pathway of course it's never too late to change this pathway even like from scratch but yeah. um Doing what you love is really important because you have to wake up every day and do this thing for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing something that you don't like, then it's there is no point. You just live a life that you're not happy and you're not satisfied. Absolutely. So I would say this is the, for me, this is the most important stuff. Either you choose to do a PhD, either you choose to go in industry, either you, uh, I don't know, choose to drop everything and become an influencer on Instagram. Either <laughs> you choose, I don't know. It's doing what you actually like. Mm-hmm. And most of the times what you like and what you really like is the thing that you will do best because you invest so much in it and you try new things and constantly you involve you evolve in this so i would say yeah
0: oh fantastic a few days ago when i started let's say advertising you that you were coming (laughs) and putting a post on instagram and so on i wrote that i was looking forward to learning from you and Honestly, I've learned so much from you, and thank you so much for that, Despina. You are amazing. Thank you all for listening to the Meet the PhDs podcast. Subscribe on all available podcast platforms so you can be notified every time there's a new episode. See you next time.